So Rand Paul destroys Dr. Fauci, Twitter bans me, and LA County is extending the lockdown orders for three more months. We're getting into all this and more. Welcome to the Raging Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news together. Now let's get into this. So at the time of recording this, I got banned from Twitter, and I was using Twitter for the growth. And the left got so happy that I got banned, they actually started trending piss-drinking Nazi, and it got all the way up to number two before Twitter removed it from the trending feed. So the left, they report me, I get banned, and they celebrate by trending me number two with a derogatory hashtag so because i'm being censored so greatly i will greatly appreciate it if you guys share my podcast it's gonna and i guess whatever other social media platforms you follow me on the twitter was my main one for my politics and it's gonna be hard for me to grow my podcast now without having any twitter audience so if you guys can please help me out you can share my podcast rate of five stars like it do whatever you can do to help me get the word out there because that's the only way i can grow is if you guys help me grow and i'm gonna keep on doing my show so today twitter banned me and this is their reasoning they said hello joey salads has been suspended for violating twitter rules specifically for violating our rules against platform manipulation and spam you may not use twitter services in a manner intended to artificially amplify or suppress information or engage in behavior that manipulates or disrupts people's experience note that your attempt to evade permanent suspension by creating new accounts we will suspend your new accounts if you wish to appeal this decision please contact here yet whenever i get any of my tweets 100 percent of the time in the last six months whenever i get reported this is what happens i get reported every single day and i get these messages every day we have received a we have received a complaint regarding your account at joey salads for the following content they'll list the content and then we investigated and we could not identify any violations now this is the report i got from twitter literally less than 24 hours later after saying you did not break any rules, 24 hours later, I get suspended with no proper reasoning to why I was suspended or what specific policies that, or when I broke those specific policies. Because I get reported here and I get reported all the time. Literally 100% of the time, it comes back as you're clear, you're in the good, you didn't break any violations. Then all of a sudden I get suspended. For all these violations that I've been t- said I'm not getting, I'm not violating. Makes no sense. So this screws me up because I was getting almost 200 million impressions on my Twitter each month, gaining probably 50 to 60,000 followers a month recently. And I was using all of those followers, pushing them over to this YouTube account, pushing them over to my podcast. And now guess what? I'm screwed because it's, I'm not going to be able to grow anymore because I was relying on Twitter for my growth. The, it, the YouTube algorithms suck. The Facebook algorithms suck. The podcast doesn't really have an algorithm, so I can't just grow on there. I got to grow all my other social medias using Twitter. And now I'm kind of screwed. So if you want to help me out, you could share this to a friend or whatever. I guess that'll help me out. My podcast is The Raging Patriot Podcast on all the podcast apps. You can subscribe there. Uh, You can text me, 917-540-8768. This is all the ways you can keep in contact with me with my posting. 
I feel like I don't even exist anymore not being on Twitter. I can't really keep up to date on the news anymore or know what's going on. So that's going to it's going to be harder to, for me to figure out what to talk about for my show. But other than that, that that's where I'm at. That's where I'm left off. So let's hope I can get my account back. I'm trying to reach out to some people to see if we can get this fixed. Hopefully, if not, then I guess I'll have to go through with a lawsuit because I really wouldn't have much of a choice. But damn, this this, this stinks. This really do, does stink because this is what I was I was building something off of this. This social the social media the Twitter because I was really good at it, getting all these million hundreds of millions of impressions a month. I was really good at it, and I was using that as a starting off point to build something big. Now that's all destroyed, and and, and my future political career. You know, I was wanted to build my Twitter up, my social media's up over the next few years, run for office again with millions of political followers. I was on the track for that. Can't do that anymore. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm right now I'm making enough money off my side businesses. Obviously, Twitter wasn't making me any money. So money-wise, I guess not too big of a deal. But I had plans to make more of a career out of this type of content. Because this content doesn't really make me much. But I was planning and gearing up to doing this more full-time and... Making this my main source of income. Can't do that now anymore. Ruined. So LA County plans to extend the stay-at-home orders for the next three months. Despite there being relatively low cases and barely any deaths in Los Angeles, they're going to continuously extend the orders. Now, I'm going to go through really quickly. So California had a total of, let's say, yesterday they had 61 deaths. Today they had 77 deaths. Out of all of California, a total of 70,000 cases, they added about just over 1,000 a day. Los Angeles, though, had 39 deaths yesterday and 44 deaths as of today. There is little to no outbreak in California, let alone Los Angeles. There is no reason to extend these lockdown orders for the next three months in this county. So we're going to read the story. Los Angeles County officials are recommending that the stay-home order be extended for the next three months as the region continue, continues efforts to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. Listen, you, you can't just stop the spread of it. Some people are going to have to die. That's just the reality of it. More people are going to die from the lockdowns, and that is the truth. At the Board of Supervisions uh, meeting on Tuesday, County Public Health Director Dr. Barbara Ferrer said the, the order will with all certainty, be extended unless there is a drastic change to the virus and tools at hand. I think the governor was saying at one point that uh, he'll, he's going to keep these lockdown orders going until there's two weeks without any COVID-19 deaths. The flu hasn't even gone two weeks without COVID. Without, I'm sorry. The flu doesn't even go two weeks without a death. It, it, is, it, it is not in the sense of reality. It's like saying that we'll... Start driving again once uh, people stop getting hit by cars. I mean, that would be more likely if you banned cars. But, I mean, it's just one of those things that's just part of reality, people dying. We'll open the world back up when people stop dying. It's just it's a figment of your imagination. That's never going to happen. So, uh, last month, officials extended the county's safer-at-home order until at least May 15th. The region's reopening would be based on a four-point plan. Enough with these four, ten, five-point plans. Just open the economy. Open the floodgates. People want to go out. 
So this is what they also report. The county has already started to begin easing some COVID-19 restrictions, even though the region continues to see a rise in cases and deaths. On Monday, health officials reported an additional 38 deaths and 566 new cases in L.A. County. Now, this is what I worry about the most, is the fact that they want to keep these lockdown orders going on for so long in Los Angeles, even though this whole crisis is pretty much over by now. Obviously, they want to keep it going on so they can do these mail-in ballots for political purposes. They can get the bailouts that they want from the federal government. It's all a game of politics at this point. It's all the Democrats seeing this as what could we get? How can we get a win out of this? What could we get out of this? They can give two, two. They can give a rat's ass about you. They, this is just a, another pawn in their game of politics. And the only way we can get out of this because the federal government won't do anything, and the, and Republicans won't do anything because it's federalism to have the government step in and say no more tyranny. You must uphold the Constitution. Apparently, for many Republicans, that that draws the line with, I guess. The, the, the power of the federal government, like, they don't want the federal government to enforce the Constitution. I mean, where do, we, where do we draw the line with federalism? Obviously, if Trump was to put an executive order for lockdowns, obviously that's a no-go. That's an abuse of power, clearly. But at what point is it, let's, say, let's just say, hypothetically, Trump does an executive order that ends the lockdowns because they're unconstitutional. Is that, does that enforce Trump's power? Does that enforce the government's power? Because it's almost like the government is enforcing its power to limit the power of other governments or limit the power of the government. It's kind of like a loophole. You got to use the government's power to end the government's power. But you can't use the government's power because it's going to be big government power. But you need the big government power to get the smaller government power. See, it's, it, you're kind of in this paradox loophole of people deciding if it's federalism or not or whether we should do it. And I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but it's almost getting to the point where we have no other options but a statewide revolution. And unfortunately, a lot of these cities, there's not enough Republicans to perform those revolutions. So we need a militia that's going to be traveling from city to city for us, helping us out. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm bad from Twitter, I think I have a lot more time to go join these protests and these revolutions. I'm ready to go. Find me the next one in Los Angeles. Let's do this. Listen to Rand Paul destroy Dr. Fauci to his face about his wrong predictions and his tyrannical leadership. Listen to this. Would then tell you definitively if that's the case. And I think that's important because in all likelihood is a good way of putting it. The vast majority of these people will have immunity instead of saying there is no evidence. You know, the WHO kind of fed into this by saying no evidence of immunity. And in reality, there's every evidence stacking up. And in fact, a lot of the different studies have shown that it is very unlikely that you get it again in the short term. Boom. He just exposed one of the leftist points right there to keep lockdowns going he just exposed it right there that's the facts what are their agendas in promoting that fake news listen up with regard to going back to school one thing that was left out of that discussion is uh, mortality i mean shouldn't we at least be discussing what the mortality of children is um this is for dr fauci as well you know the mortality between zero and 18 in the new york data approaches zero it's not going to be absolutely zero, but it almost approaches zero. Between 18 and 45, the mortality in New York was uh, 10 out of 100,000. So really, we do need to be thinking about that. We need to uh, observe with an open mind what went on in Sweden where the kids kept going to school. The mortality per capita in Sweden is actually less than France, less than Italy, less than Spain, less than Belgium, 
less than the Netherlands, about the same as Switzerland. But basically, I don't think there's anybody arguing that what happened in Sweden is an unacceptable result. I think people are intrigued by it, and we should be. I don't think any of us are certain when we do all these modelings. There have been more people wrong with modeling than right. We're opening up a lot of economies around the, around the U.S., and I hope that people who are predicting doom and gloom and saying, oh, we can't do this, there's going to be a surge, will admit that they were wrong if there isn't a surge, because I think that's what's going to happen. In rural states, we never really reached any sort of pandemic levels in Kentucky and other states. We have less deaths in Kentucky than we have in, a, in, an, in an average flu season. It's not to say this isn't deadly. But really, outside of New England, we've had a relatively benign course for this virus nationwide. And I think the one-size-fits-all that we're going to have a national strategy and nobody's going to go to school is kind of ridiculous. We really ought to be doing it school district by school district. And the power needs to be dispersed because people make wrong predictions. And really, the history of this, when we look back, will be of wrong prediction after wrong prediction after wrong prediction, starting with uh, Ferguson in England. So I think we ought to have a, a little bit of humility in, in our uh, belief that we know what's best for the economy. And as much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision. We can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying there's not going to be a surge and that we can safely open the economy. And the facts will bear this out. But if we keep kids out of school for another year, what's going to happen is the poor and underprivileged kids who don't have a parent that's able to teach them at home are not going to learn for a full year. And I think we ought to look at the Swedish model and we ought to look at letting our kids get back to school. I think it's a huge mistake if we don't open the schools in the fall. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, can I respond to that even though there are only 32 seconds left? Oh, we're going to listen to his response. I think that's in this clip. But damn, did Ron Paul give these roasts? He's, I'm about to show Fauci's response right now. But he is laying down the wood on this on the fake narrative, on the wrong and the false narrative that they keep promoting. And I'm so glad to see somebody just say it out on the floor, in the government building, and doing, you know, like, doing... It's not just us saying it anymore. We got a senator on our side. I'm sure there's a lot more as well. Make it clear whether or not you suggested that uh, we shouldn't go back to school in the fall. Well, uh, first of all, uh, Senator Paul, thank you for your comments. I, I have never made myself out to be the end all and only voice in this. I'm a scientist, a physician, and a public health official. I give advice according to the best scientific evidence. There are a number of other people who come into that and give advice that are more related to the things that you spoke about, about the need to get the country back open again and economically. I don't give advice about economic things. I don't give advice about anything other than public health. So I wanted to respond to that. The second thing is that you use the word we should be humble about what we don't know. And I think that falls under the fact that we don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children, because the more and more we learn, we're seeing things about what this virus can do that we didn't see from the studies in China or in Europe. For example, right now, children presenting with COVID-19 COVID who actually have a very strange inflammatory syndrome, very similar to Kawasaki's syndrome. I think we better be careful if we are not cavalier in thinking that children are completely immune to the deleterious effects. So again, you're right in the numbers that children in general do much, much better than adults and the elderly, and particularly those with underlying conditions. But I am very careful and hopefully humble 
and knowing that I don't know everything about this disease. And that's why I'm very reserved in making broad predictions. Thank you. Yeah, making broad predictions that, that are literally, it, it's, he's the reason. He's the, the one that, probably the one, who went to Trump and forced him to, to do the initial lockdown, which put a shockwave, a ripple effect into all the governors to do it and to use it for political purposes. I want to know what Fauci's agenda is because I don't trust him. I don't trust him to have the agenda for the American people in mind because we know this virus has little to no effect on kids, probably zero effect. Like Ron Paul was earlier saying, that it's about zero. You can't get absolute zero, but it's about zero, and that's with the inflated count as well. The flu is more dangerous. Should we shut down schools every flu season to protect the kids? Because it's, that's way more dangerous for the kids than COVID-19. So what are, the, what are, the, are we going to apply these standards equally, equally, or is it because we're trying to politicize, or the Democrats are trying to politicize COVID-19? That's the difference, is what's being politicized and what's not being politicized. Because we do need to compare this virus to viruses that we know more about. We need to compare how we handle it. Like he was saying, he was saying uh, in, in some states, it's actually less than a regular flu season what they're dealing with. So why would they even stay on lockdown still? Why would they need to keep their schools closed? And it makes no sense on top of that is that these governors are focusing all their energy and resources on locking down everybody. On her, And then on top of that, they're hurting the high risk by shipping in the COVID patients into nursing homes. How does that make any sense? You lock down healthy, young, healthy people. You shut schools down because you don't want kids to get sick when they're not getting sick, statistically not getting sick. All the data available and known to mankind show that kids are literally unaffected by this virus, and you're going to keep the schools down to protect the kids while shipping in COVID patients into nursing homes where they actually are at high risk. How does this make any sense? None of this makes any sense. Fauci needs to be kicked out of the White House. He needs to be uh, kicked out of advising Trump, kicked out of any position that he's from, because this dude is too shady. We know we need we know he has a shady agenda. He's been wrong every single time. Every how can you be wrong so many times at your job and still have that job? If I was wrong, if I'm making pizza and I kept making the wrong pizza, I'll get fired. But Dr. Fauci here keeps making the wrong predictions that are destroying the economy. Oh, and he, he, he's fine. He's cool. He's chilling still. Fire Fauci and move on. Because this dude's a clown. Thank you so much for listening to The Raging Patriot. If you are listening to Apple, please give it five stars. Uh, the left is one star bombarding me. If you want to shoot me a text, send me some fan mail, 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text. I'll keep you updated on things. You can send me questions. I might answer them on the show. I might answer them in the text with you. Uh, also, if you can, please share this episode to your friends. Send it to your friends. I, I love doing this daily show. Send it to your friends. Subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be here every single day. Uh, you know, I'll never take a day off. I, I, I promise you. And if I do, then I, I, pro- I'm, I probably have COVID-19. And I'm probably sick and dying. So yeah, thank, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Go listen to another episode. If you listen to this this far, then, then you need help. You need to go to my other episodes. Peace out.